What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always with my two co-hosts, John Kegley and David Drogemeyer, three writers from San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog. And I also write for Sports Al Dente, an all-LA sports website where I cover the Chargers as well. We've been covering the Chargers for four seasons now, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly on Facebook. And this is our second season with the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, training camp is here. This is our official first day of training camp show. We definitely wanted to have a show out for you guys for today because, hey, football is back in the air. The pads are about to come on, and this is where we really start the grind of the season. All right, well, we have a lot to talk about. We have some Russell Okun updates, I guess, for his injury slash now a serious medical concern. We'll get more into that. But the Chargers made some moves as well. They signed up running back. They moved some players around as well. And then in the second segment, we're going to get into more Melvin Gordon talk. Uh, Shocker. No, but we did hear some words from Tom Telesco about Melvin Gordon. We also have a voicemail question or questions about Melvin Gordon. And I also heard a rumor about Melvin Gordon today from an inside source of the Chargers, which I'll tell you guys as well coming up in the second segment and then to end the show today we're just going to talk about the things we're most excited to see in training camp there's a lot to talk about there we won't be able to squeeze it in all in one segment but it's just a little taste of everything we're going to be getting into during training camp so let's go ahead and start it off here guys the Chargers made some moves smaller moves and kind of just moving guys around but Russell Okun was placed on the non-football illness list which is a little bit of a surprise Running back Melvin Gordon was on the reserve slash did not report list. And Jatavis Brown with an ankle injury will also start training camp on the PUP. That's not a big deal there just because they have until the regular season to take him off that. He doesn't have to miss the first six weeks. But the Chargers also signed Derek Gore. And John, I know you know a little bit about Derek Gore. Do you think this is something that the Chargers should be excited about? I mean, is there any you know flashiness to this pickup? No, not at all. Uh, I think it's just a camp body, someone that'll take some hits so that Eckler, Jackson, and Betrez Newsom don't have to during like preseason games and stuff. He uh, he was the backup running back to Alabama, which can say a lot about him. But he went to he ended up transferring to U U uh, University of Louisiana Monroe, played there for two years. Didn't really have the greatest numbers. He uh, he was really good at hitting the hole, finding the hole. But once he got through. Players were able to catch up to him pretty well. His one good move that he has is this little, like, stutter step juke move that doesn't really make a guy miss, like Justin Jackson would or someone like those kind of players would. But it does make the guy go a little bit off balance so that he can break their tackles. But once he's past that tackle, he gets, like, another 15, 20 yards, and all these players start catching up to him. Not much flashy speed. So it's just a camp body. Yeah, and there's a couple other camp bodies in there as well. And you have a guy like Troy Main Pope, who we saw a little bit last year on the practice squad, and then a guy like Jeremy Cox, who, from everything we've seen, also looks like a camp body. I don't know if we're getting another Austin Eckler out of this class, David, but it's hard to think that the Melvin Gordon situation doesn't weigh on this a little bit. I mean, you bring in a running back the day that your running back doesn't show up to camp. I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence, Daniel, but I also think that, you know, if we have any uh, idea that this guy is going to be taking any snaps uh, in, you know, Melvin Gordon's stead, 
then I think you'd be sadly mistaken. I think I'd side more along with John on this one that this is really just a camp body, someone to fill that position while Melvin Gordon is out of training camp, uh, holding out for the contract he is looking for. Uh, but yeah, I mean, don't, I wouldn't read too much into this move. I think it's just a spot for spot type of thing. Well, how would, come we haven't seen an offensive lineman <laughs> signing now? If Russell Okun, because there's sixteen. I'm saying though, if Russell Okun is must is not showing up, and we are already bad with Dan Feeney and Sam Tevy, how come we're not also adding maybe a diamond in the rough guy or something? Well, I mean, they have. I'm really worried about the Russell Okung news, guys. Yeah, I'm really worried about it. Yeah, and we'll get into that. But first, I mean, I would agree with you guys for the most part there. But let's be honest, if there's no Melvin Gordon, even though you have your top three backs probably in place for the season with Eckler, Jackson, and Detrez Newsom, if one of those guys goes down, there's a very open spot on this team for a running back. So I think these guys do have a lot to prove, those three guys that I mentioned, because. The Chargers are one running back injury away from really needing somebody because you can't really just have two running backs on the roster. So I do think there is some significance there. And I think one of those guys at least will make the practice squad and be that next man up if something were to go wrong with the Chargers running backs. And that's, of course, if they don't have Melvin Gordon because he'd be the fourth guy. It makes it you know a much deeper position group. But let's talk about this Russell Okun situation because obviously it's not looking great. We pretty much knew nothing about this before, but then we kind of thought it was an injury, you know. It it made it seem like it was an injury, and they just weren't really going to tell us what was going on. But then you hear comments from Tom Telesco today saying that Russell Okun is dealing with a pretty serious medical issue, and early June is when it started. He's doing better and getting great care, but he could miss all of training camp. Some people are saying he could miss regular season games, but Russell Okun will actually say it for himself tomorrow. He is actually going to talk to the media. So we'll know more then. But it doesn't really, we don't really need his comments to know how bad it's looking right now for the Chargers offensive line, John. I, I can't believe I said it. In some way, I probably jinxed it. But I mean, I kept saying in the offseason, what is going to happen if Russell Okun goes down? And although it does seem like he will be back this year, it's not something like a torn ACL where you know he's going to be back, but it's a much more ambiguous situation with some sort of medical issue it's still like we're looking at the code red right now we are and that was our best bet to have at least a strong point on the offensive line or even create a strong chain if you will between center to tackle if Forrest Lamb ends up taking the left guard position and now you have another fault in the line if Russell Cooney's even ready for by even by week four if you miss the first four games you're looking at Another 2017 type start, probably that 0 and 4 start that we had. You could be looking at that again. It's it's not looking good. We didn't address the offensive line at all, and now it's really, really starting to look scary. And we were complaining before. We were complaining, oh yeah, Okun, Beanie, County, Schofield, Tevi, how horrible we're gonna we're gonna suck. We gotta find something, and now it's just getting even worse. Yeah, it is 100 percent, and. David, I know you said that you're very concerned about it and for good reason because we knew the Chargers' offensive line wasn't a, a point of strength before we learned this. And now you hear something like this. I mean, it's it's very bad news. It is very bad news. And, you know, it kind of makes you wonder what if the plans for Forrest Lamp change now too. I mean, I think do you, do you throw him at tackle and, you know, maybe, you know, throw uh, 
I can't wait. I believe I'm saying this, but Sam Tevy at left at, at left tackle and have you know have Forrest Lamp go to right tackle. I mean, this really changes everything. And uh, you know, obviously, we'll wait you know until tomorrow to hear from Russell Okun's lips himself and not speculate. But obviously, this sounds like it's something very serious, and hopefully, uh, he doesn't miss regular season games. But man, you, you have to think uh, about what the ramifications of the offensive line is coming off of this huge news from Russell O'King. So yeah, we'll be uh, definitely watching this very closely and we'll be listening intently from what he has to say tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's the big day. I mean, there's all sorts of speculation out there right now, but we just have no idea uh, what he's dealing with. Obviously we hope him the best. We hope the best for him. We hope everything's fine. And it's something he'll be back with. You know, from sooner rather than later, but this seems like it goes much more than football. So for Russell Okun, the person, even though we're terrified of what this Chargers offensive line is going to look like, I definitely hope, you know, for his sake that it's nothing too serious. I mean, they said it's a serious medical issue, but hopefully it's something he can bounce back from and, you know, live his normal life still. So I think those are the things you talk about when you're talking about this as, you know, vague as what we know is. But we do have more Melvin Gordon talk to come up next we get into our fan voicemail some chargers rumors and the latest comments on melvin gordon coming up right after this but first i need to tell you guys about you already know what i'm going to say we're talking about bluechew.com bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work that's bluechew.com blue like the color blue you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The best part about Blue Chew is no awkwardness because it ships straight to your door, no in-person doctor visits, and no waiting in the pharmacy. And since they're made in the USA, Blue Chew prepares and ship direct, and they're cheaper than the pharmacy as well. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. When they visit BlueChew.com, they can get their first shipment for free when they use our special promo code LOCKEDON. All you have to do is pay $5 for shipping. The product is free. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free, guys. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. All right, guys, it's time to get into more Melvin Gordon news. We talked about Melvin Gordon in the last show, two shows before that. I mean, it, it seems like Melvin Gordon is just every single show at this point, and that's just because little things just keep coming up. So technically today was the first day of training camp, even though the first practice is tomorrow or today as you're listening to this on Thursday. But Melvin Gordon is officially holding out. He's not showing up to training camp. So everything we've heard so far is going the way we thought it would. But, David, there have been some reports out there that the Chargers have offered Melvin Gordon a contract. So, you know, they're leaking that out there. So they want it to be known that there's a contract they think is fair. That's out to Melvin Gordon right now. Yeah, no, according to reports uh, from uh, Adam Schefter, the Chargers have offered Melvin Gordon somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 and $11 million per year. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably right around the number I was thinking about, too. But you know, apparently that's the number that he and his representation said was disrespectful, which I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, if you took a contract that looked like that, he'd be somewhere around the fourth or so best paid running backs in the NFL. So, right. and I think that's probably right around where he is. So I think that would be a fair deal. I think he's probably looking for more of the 13 to 15 million per year type of contract, but 
I just don't think that he's worth that amount of money. So, uh, you know, unless he and his representation are willing to come back to the table and, you know, have some good faith negotiations on some more realistic numbers, then we might be able to see something get done. But uh, I don't think this is going to end anytime soon, Daniel. Well, and like 10 to 11 is exactly what I thought, you know, you could value him properly as you're not totally breaking the bank for him. You still give yourself some flexibility to sign other guys that have contracts that are coming up soon and start with extensions on Philip Rivers and guys like that, Joey Bosa. But I, I understand why Melvin Gordon wants more because he thinks he's, you know, one of the best running backs in the league. He wants to get paid like a top three running back, I guess, not a top four running back. So I think it's kind of semantics at this point, but I do not think that at all is a disrespectful offer. And Tom Telesco commented on it today and said, I love Melvin Gordon. He's an excellent player. He's tough. He has a great work, work ethic and represents our organization extremely well, but he's not here. I understand his thoughts and opinions of what he's going through. I always look at the player side so I can see it. It doesn't mean I agree with it, but I can kind of see where his thought process is. I'm not naive. I know we're better with Melvin Gordon, but we've got a strong group of guys that are here, and it's their time to work and get ready to go. So that I think that kind of speaks for itself. I think that's what you would expect to hear out of Tom Telesco. But I think that leads us right into our voicemail that we have from Vinny in Virginia. So let's see the questions he has regarding Melvin Gordon. Hey, fellas, this is Vinny coming all the way from uh, Ashburn, Virginia. I love the show, and I really do appreciate what you guys do every day. Um, I have a two-part question. How do you think Anthony Lynn is helping out with the Melvin Gordon situation? Uh, I know he's a player coach, a former running back coach, and a former running back. Uh, do you think this holds any value with Melvin Gordon and his situation? Second, how is this whole situation actually going to affect the Chargers' chemistry and possibly their future free agency signings? Um, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, Vinny, I think you asked some good questions there when you're talking about you know Anthony Lynn's effect on the Melvin Gordon situation. Is he helping out that situation? And also if it affects the chemistry of the guys and how the Chargers will be thought of when other free agents come into town. So, John, when you look at those two questions, do you think Anthony Lynn helps in this as far as, you know, dealing with this kind of situation with Melvin Gordon, obviously being a former running back coach, being a former running back in the league, and do you think it might sour any feelings of potential future free agents coming to the Chargers? I don't think Anthony Lynn helps in this situation because <laughs> Anthony Lynn, I believe, is not going to be the guy saying, yeah, please get paid. Please get paid. He's going to say, be the guy saying, get your butt on the field. We got games to win. My contract's on the line here, basically. So totally. I don't think Anthony Lynn, I don't think Anthony Lynn really cares whether a player gets paid or not. He just wants you to hurry up and show up to camp if you're on, under a contract, which Belvin Gordon is. If you're a free, if he was a free agent, Anthony Lynn would be trying to prepare as if Melvin Gordon is going to be gone. But Melvin Gordon is under contract, so I think Lynn's only cares about him showing up regardless of whether he gets his money or not. And then what, is this going to affect future free agents? I don't think so because it's the NFL, and there's going to be somebody that just wants to play, someone that just wants a contract. That's good. And you're not going to get a uh, – top guy that's along the J.J. Watt type of people, you know, that are looking for contracts like Antonio Brown or any of those type of guys because we don't shout that kind of money. But 
you're going to get somebody that's worth something. You got Casey Hayward who was worth something. You know, you're you're going to get somebody that's worth a lot more and you're going to get them for a lot less. It's always going to pan out. So I don't think this affects our future free agent signings. I don't think this is like the Lakers situation where they couldn't even sign a higher price free agent because of their front office. Yeah, I think I would agree with the free agency part of it, just because I think running backs is such a, a specific position and it's such a specific contract to be dealing with here. If, if they're going for a future free agent running back, I mean, if they're, if they're willing to pay the running back, he's going to come here. As far as other guys are concerned, top paid players are always going to want top money. So if you're not going to offer them that, they're probably not going to go to your team regardless of the location of it. So I don't think it affects it that much. I think the Chargers have always been good at, you know, finding guys for good value. Like you talk about there, John, they're not giving out overbloated contracts anymore. Thanks a lot, Donald Butler. But I think they've made much smarter signings since then, you know, smaller deals, with less guaranteed money that have worked out recently. So I, I don't think that really affects it too much. And as far as the Anthony Lynn situation, I actually, the rumor that I heard today from somebody who's pretty plugged into the organization and knows some people pretty deep in there will actually probably shed some light on whether Anthony Lynn is helping out this cause for Melvin Gordon. So bear with me guys. And, and obviously this is just a rumor, but the guy I heard it from, I trust a lot. And what he said was, Anthony Lynn hates Melvin Gordon. <laughs> that, that's, that was his words. Anthony Lynn hates Melvin Gordon. Anthony Lynn likes Austin Eckler a lot and thinks that they would be fine with just Eckler or at least Eckler leading the way and that the front office wants to basically use up as much of Melvin Gordon as, as they can if he does not sign you know, a much more reasonable extension and use him while he's on his rookie contract the most they can and, and get those miles on the tires four years that they don't have to really care about later. So I was very surprised to hear that. I know that Anthony Lynn has actually come out and had some negative-ish comments about Melvin Gordon before, talking about him not being able to kind of break tackles in open space and not making guys miss, David. But when I heard that today, I was a little bit shook. I mean, I don't know that they were super buddy-buddy, but when I heard the word hate, I mean, that definitely was a little eye-opening, even if it was an exaggeration. Definitely eye-opening. I, when you told me it at first, I was like, really? He hates Melvin Gordon? I mean, that, that's a bit of a strong word. I mean, very, and it's an emotionally charged word. So it's kind of like, you know, you, you see uh, Anthony Lynn as that CEO type, you know, coach. And I guess you wouldn't really expect something like that out of somebody like him. But, hey, I mean, he's entitled to his opinion. And, hey, you like you said, it is just a rumor. But, yeah, I was very surprised about that. But, you know, I think – you know, I kind of sided with John on the fact that, you know, hey, he's under contract and we need to get his ass into training camp, period. And that's really the, the opinion that he should have because, you know, it's a business. And, I mean, he can't really, you know, do anything about that side of it. But, you know, technically, Melvin Gordon's under contract, so he wants him to report. I mean, that's not surprising. But what is surprising is that you would hear something so emotionally charged like that. I'm quite surprised. Yeah, basically, you know, when I talked to the guy, he told me that, you know, there's some people in that organization that still kind of have some resent about the Chargers moving to L.A. and having to uproot their families. And so there's some people in the organization that have some loose lips, you know, so it could be true. I mean, I think that it, it coming at a time where tensions between the team and Melvin Gordon are at an all time high. I don't think that's a coincidence. I mean, I think. 
like John said, he's, you know, playing for Anthony Lynn's job as well. I mean, Anthony Lynn's job's on the line every year as well. And when he doesn't have a good player like Melvin Gordon out there, and he thinks very highly of a guy like Austin Eckler, I mean, it's not totally out there to me. I mean, I was really surprised when I heard it. But at the same time, the comments that you see, I mean, his overall attitude of being such a team coach, even though he's a player's coach, he cares about this team and the chemistry. If he thinks that's getting messed up by a guy that's holding out to get his money and not showing up and a guy that he might think is overvalued anyways, not a good combination there, guys. But obviously that changes a lot of if he, you know, signs that disrespectful offer. Also, if he truly thinks that Austin Eckler is the type of running back then that can really carry the true RB1 role or workload, I think that his mindset is completely skewed on that. I, I think we all agree that Austin Eckler is not that type of guy that can handle 25, 30 snaps a game. Yeah, and I mean, that's the only name I heard. So, I mean, it might be a combination of just, you know, Austin Eckler and the other guys they have there as well and, and feeling like they could get the job done. But that was the name that was specifically given to me. So I'm just, you know, reporting it as I hear it. But I, I definitely some surprising news. And, hey, I found a Charger source that maybe I'll be able to ask some questions from in the future. But we do have one more segment to get into, talking on a lighter note about what we're excited to see in training camp coming up right after this. All right, guys. Well, training camp is here. Finally, we made it to training camp. It's almost officially football season. It feels like football season. I feel like every year I get more excited for training camp and then more excited for preseason. Then I get, you know, to preseason and realize how much I hate it. But I'm excited, guys. I'm football is here. As far as I'm concerned, I can smell it. I can taste it. We are in football season as far as I'm concerned. And training camp is upon us. The Chargers open up training camp today, hence the show coming out today. And there's a lot of things to look forward to. I mean, position battles, who's going to stand out, what's going to happen as far as who's getting first team reps, all of the above. So quickly, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on, you know, things that you're most excited to see and, and what you're most looking forward to seeing. So, John, training camp is here. Let's talk position battles first. I know we've talked about them a little bit, but just, you know, quickly, what's the one position battle that you're looking forward to as camp opens up? Oh, with the whole Russell Kuhn thing, I'm really looking sure. at Trey Pipkins. I, I got to see if, if what this guy is like, and if Russell Kuhn does come back, is Trey Pipkins going to start over Sam Tevy? I think right there is your battle. But also my curiosity is Trey Pipkins. Is he going to be the new left tackle, which a lot of people, when he was drafted, said he was going to be the backup left tackle? I don't know. I don't, I don't see it happening. But I think that it is going to be something to watch to see him on the field and competing with those other two tackles. Because right now you have three guys that no one feels very good about as your top three tackles, Sam Tebby, Trent Scott, and, of course, Trey Pipkins. But, I mean, good God. I'm not excited to watch that. I'm scared to watch that and see what it looks like. But, David, what's the position battle that you're most looking forward to seeing? Well, I'll flip it over to the defensive side of the ball and tell you that I am super excited to watch that ferocious cornerback battle between Michael yeah. Davis and Trevor Williams. I think I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on that one, watching that one intently all throughout training camp. I think it's going to be a ferocious one, an exciting one. And I think it's going to come to all the way down to the end. I hope both those guys stay healthy and they truly 
showcase all of their abilities in training camp and let the best man win. And I the think, long snap from punter battle is got to be the Stop it. Don't, John, don't come in here and try to steal my battles, bro. You already got your chance to answer. Now it's now it's Dan's turn to answer. So my, Nobody cares about you. you know, I mean, everyone's. why do you think I get to go last? Because everyone cares the most about what I say. Because you're but the host. Let's talk about Ty Long, and let's talk about Tyler Newsom. The real question is, is Ty short for Tyler? That would be, I mean... Not good. No, the real position battle <laughs> I want to talk about is Easton Stick versus Cardale Jones. No, I'm just kidding again. That's All right, guys. One. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, the most – I mean, it's not – I don't even know if it's a position battle. I guess it kind of is. But I'm most looking forward to see which of these receivers steps up for that third receiver role. I know it's, you know, Definitely. kind of benefit of the doubt it's going to go to Travis Benjamin to, I mean, at least start the season. But I do think that there is going to be – three receivers that produce more than Travis Benjamin. I'm really, really excited to see Dylan Cantrell and Artavis Scott uh, specifically because I don't have much faith in Jeremy Davis, but Dylan Cantrell, before he was injured last year, was the talk of training camp, and we never got to see that translate onto the field. So I'm really excited to see who comes out of that. But the cornerback position, the reason I'm excited about that is because unlike the tackle battle (laughs) – I think whoever wins that, you'll have great confidence in that they're going to be a good player for you this year. Because I think both of those players, Michael Davis and Trevor Williams, are both pretty good. So I think that, I mean, the the best man's going to win. So whoever that best man is between those two guys, I think is going to be a hell of an option for the Chargers. But now switching over, you know, to something a little bit different. I just want to know which players you guys are excited to see the most going into training camp. I mean, probably a lot of rookies going to be in this segment. I'm Dylan Cantrell is one of my most excited to watch. But, David, which of the guys are you most excited to see in camp and see in pads? Well, I, I really want to see Nazir Adderley. I want to see Jerry Tillery. I want to see what both of those guys look like. Jerry, Jerry Tillery is supposed to be fully healthy and cleared for practice. So I want to see what somebody who can bring some interior pressure uh, will look like in the middle of Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, which obviously another guy who I want to look at and see healthy throughout training camp is Joey Bosa. I just want wanted him to have a healthy offseason, healthy training camp, get into the season healthy, ready to go, and be full go from beginning to end. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Forrest Lamp, you know, and, and see how good he does as well at the beginning. And another guy, I mean, just going off of not rookies, because I know there's going to be a lot of rookies in this. I want to see Thomas Davis get on the field. I want to hear Thomas Davis on the field. I want to see what that leadership style looks like. And then, I mean, a couple of guys that we think could have some impact. Cortez Broughton, I'm really excited to see in pads. I think he's going to wow people early on. And Drew Tranquil, because I think, you know, taking him in the fourth round, I think they have a role envisioned for him. And I think he's going to have to, you know, excel in special teams, but... I do think they want to use Drew Tranquil. Absolutely. John, who are you most excited to see when training camp opens? Well, I'm weird. I'm a nerd when it comes to this stuff. So I I like to see the scrubbies that come on that no one expects to make the roster. So I'm really excited to see Rodney Randall and that blazing speed. And I want to see Jeremy Koss because based on what I've seen, what I've read, they say he's like the Mike Tolbert type. Not that he's going to be the next Mike Tolbert. That's just his type. So I want to see how he plays in practice. And then pre- when preseason comes, I really can't wait to see what he's like. Because if he's a scrub, then he needs to get cut now and get somebody else on that roster that could be the Mike Tolbert type. We could use a guy with size 
also can run in space on this offense. Yeah, I like those picks. I mean, I think those are the guys we know the least about. So I think that makes sense why we're, you know, you're most excited to see them. What about a guy like Jason Moore, you know, division two product, a guy who, you know, dealt with suspension and stuff, but just put up, I think it was like 29 touchdowns in two seasons at division two Finley. I mean, that was uh, some pretty ridiculous stats, but I, we're, I mean, there's just so much unknown right now at this part of training camp, guys. I'm really excited to see how it all plays out because I know there's going to be some really good battles there. I know we're going to see a lot of barking, and there's only going to be more questions from here on out, you know. Unfortunately, knock on wood, but you know some injuries are going to come up. But And I hate to talk there about it, it but you know, it, you know it has to happen. I mean, John, you brought up Nate Kading on the last show. Get the f- out of my face. Anyways, there, <laughs> we're going to see how all this plays oh. out. I mean, training camp is going to be exciting. Uh, me and John are still going to try to hopefully go up to one of the training camp days. So we'll let you guys know when we decide to do that. And hopefully we can meet up with some of you guys and hang out there. But I definitely want to send another thanks out to Vinny in Virginia for calling into Locked On Chargers voicemail line. Thanks again, man. That's really good question. A perfect timing with the show. But that is going to wrap things up for today, guys. Make sure you keep Football's your Twitter. Back, baby. <laughs> keep your Twitter. Uh, notifications on point because we're going to know a lot tomorrow once the first practice happens. I couldn't be more excited about it. So we will talk to you guys later on, but make sure until then you follow us on Twitter at LAC and like the Facebook page, Locked On Chargers, as well as subscribing to us wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Google Podcasts, the Himalaya Podcasting app, tune in. And also, if you want to call into the Locked On Chargers voicemail line like Benny did and get your voice on the show, make sure you call into 323 323- Five two four seven nine two four. Every voicemail gets played on the show. But guys, it's football season. We're back. We'll be back with you guys next time. Until then, take it easy and go bolts.